You're moments away from today's live stream Q&A. During the stream, we encourage you to ask your questions. From now until the end of today's stream, you will have the option to purchase personalized autographs and one-on-one -on -one chats with your favorite celebrities at galaxycon.com. GalaxyCon is the copyright holder of this video content. The unauthorized reproduction or distribution of this copyrighted work is strictly prohibited. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today's show will indeed be bigger on the inside than it appears on the outside, with six actors from Doctor Who, and now is the time for all of you to begin typing in your questions for them. Immediately after this session, you will have the opportunity to talk to them directly through our private chat options, as well as shop our selection of personalized autographs, all of which are available now at GalaxyCon.com. We do regret, however, that Paul McGann cannot join us today, and we look forward to hosting him again soon. He will be honoring all autograph purchases, and any private chats will be rescheduled. And if you did purchase a chat with him, you will receive an email with details on the new, new scheduling date. So without further ado, let's reverse the polarity of the neutron flow and materialize our guests in. Our first guest is an actor whose body of work includes The Strain, Game of Thrones, and the Harry Potter film series. Today, he joins us to discuss his multiple roles in Doctor Who, including The Voice of the Shanseeth, Solomon, the First Doctor, and William Hartnell, the actor. Please welcome for the first time, Mr. David Bradley. Hiya. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, David, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, yes. Uh, just hunkering down like everyone else, oh. doing the right thing. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It's such a pleasure to finally host you here. I've been a, a great admirer of your work and in, in, in sign, the science fiction roles and, and everything else. So it's it's wonderful to have you here, finally. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, just real quick, uh, I just wanted to throw this out. Um, when you were cast as William Hartnell for Adventures in Time and Space, uh, was there any rumblings at all that they may ask you to revisit the first Doctor after that? Or was that a surprise that came later? It was nothing that nothing indicated that it would have a, a further life or I would have a further life in Doctor Who. I just put it down to thought, well, this is my one shot at playing the Doctor. Of course, I was playing the actor, playing the Doctor, so I couldn't actually consider myself part of the, the Who family in a way. But um, for me, it was on its own. Even if nothing else had happened, it would have been still one of the best experiences I've ever had on uh, on screen and so it was a total surprise first when Mark asked me to do it um, and I just said yes without even asking to see a script I just knew um, because it's Mark's writing and I, I admired him as an actor and as a writer Indeed. and uh, so I didn't even need to say What's what does it entail? What does what, what happens in the story? Because frankly, I, 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 Doctor Hartnell was my first Doctor back in yeah. the sixties, mm -hmm. but I knew nothing about his his life and his. Uh, well, I knew a bit about his career because I'd seen him in um, in various films, including this Sporting Life, 
And um, so I knew when Brighton Rock, and I knew he was a terrific screen actor, one of our best. Yeah. So I admired him, but I didn't know anything about his life. So reading his granddaughter's uh, book, I think it was called Who's There? Uh, yeah. And, um, and it told me so much about him. It gave me so much help in, in playing it eventually. Um, but so it was a it was a double treat when they asked me back again to do Twice Upon a Time. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, well, it was a delight to see you uh, portray Hartnell in, in a genuine, earnest fashion. I think you captured the man, everything that I understood and learned about the man very much so. Uh, and again, you encapsulated his version of the doctor and you made it a little bit of your own. And it was such a delight to see you uh, and Peter just uh, just sharing that his his send away adventure. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you for uh, for for joining us and that and those wonderful performances. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, and and if they ever do decide to remake uh, the Hell Drivers, uh, I think you should uh, <laughs> you should play Art- <laughs> Arnold's role in that. We just need to get a new McGowan and a new Sean Connery and a new Herbert. Well, we'll go into that. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Our next guest is she is an actress whose credits include Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, Hollywood Heights, and the highly undervalued series Hooperman. Today, she joins us to discuss the role of Doctor Grace Holloway. Please welcome Daphne Ashbrook. Hello. Hello. Uh, how are you doing in your winter uh, uh, wonderland? Maybe? Yes, it is a wonderland, but it is very, very cold. I think we're at 19 degrees right now. So Great. it is very cold. Lots of ice and we still have a good layer of snow, but it, it just turns into ice. That's how it works, I guess, up here. Uh. So, yeah, I'm in the Catskills up in New York now. So it's it's cold. But being uh. Indeed, indeed. So, how, how have you been? How is your How is your New Year? And uh, how's your New Year so far? I want my money back. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay. You know, I mean, it is a good, some really great things have happened, as you all know. We won't get into it, but some really good things have happened. But um, I've been sort of pulled up in my uh, winter wonderland, and um, I have a new kitty, so that's been oh. a lot of fun. Um, and I'm doing a lot of binging of television shows that I'm catching up and, um, and I'm doing some writing, which is nice, but it's, it's, um, it's wonderful to be up here, but, um, I, I can't wait for the great thaw. Absolutely fair. (laughs) Absolutely fair. And, uh, look forward to hearing a little bit more about, uh, what you're writing in the future. I, uh. Yes, indeed. And I've always enjoyed our conversation. I've had the pleasure of hosting you before, and it's glad to have you here on the CalixCon virtual stage. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And our next guest, she is an actress whose credits include The Biz, Black Adder, and Star Trek Continues. Today, she joins us to discuss the role of Perpa Gilliam Brown. Please welcome the always awesome Nicola Bryant. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm holding up well, but uh, being in Florida, I don't have it as crazy as some of you. I think uh, weather-wise, at least. Mm, yeah. <laughs> indeed, well, you, indeed. How, uh, and uh, how, how is how is how is our new year treating you so far? Um, well, pretty much the same. <laughs> I'm all like everyone is. We're we're in our third lockdown, and um, you know, thoughts of redecoration enter one's head because <laughs> you're going. 
what, what can we do? I walk the dogs. My dogs are my sanity. Little one asleep down here. Oh. Um, and uh, I take care of my mom, uh, who lives with us. And um, I just finished a screenplay. I'm just halfway through mapping out a television series because what else can we do? <laughs> and I'm improving my piano because I'm, I'm oh. not a very good piano player. So I'm going back to practicing scales to be even better. So that's it. That's kind of it. You know. any, any time you you join us and you want to do a little ditty on the piano, you just let us know. We'll give you uh, that time. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, well, at the very least, you can always show us show us your dogs. And Daphne, your cat is always welcome to join us as well. I'm uh, sleeping upstairs. So, yeah. All right, all right. Matt, Matt Smith showed off his uh, showed off his. What you get is this pictures of my dog. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough, Nicola. Always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, our next guest is an actor whose body of work includes the brothers War and Peace and Blake Seven. Today, he joins us to discuss his role as the Sixth Doctor. Please welcome back Colin Baker. Yay! Hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? We are good, Colin. How you been holding up? Ah, oh, fine, fine. I'm locked down like everybody else. Um, yeah, it's uh, not a lot to say, really. I don't do much, watch a bit of television, read the odd book, annoy the family. I've got two daughters in residence because they've had to come and live here. Um, and they take the dogs out, so I don't even have to do that. Oh. And I've been dieting. That's a, that's a very hardy occupation. That I, I, I give you kudos for that, uh, to do a diet during uh, a lockdown and quarantine when, um, well, look at it this way. My my re resolution for 2021 is to lose the, the quarantine weight I gained in 2020. So <laughs> I, I kudos to you for having the discipline to, to, to do that during now. Yeah, I, I'm going to boast a bit. 36 pounds. Yay. Wow. That's how much you all have to pay me. <laughs> well, that's how much I've lost. Well, congrats! I good job. Keep it up. Uh, hope you hit your target. And uh, I, time I, to do it though. When you're <laughs> sitting around with nothing to do, and there's four other people living here going, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is lockdown, and I'm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying that. Yeah, good. Oh, uh, Colin, it's always great to have you. Thanks for coming and joining us again. Uh, our next guest, too, Patty. <laughs> Our next guest is an actress whose credits include Peter Rabbit, Gentrification, and Bob the Builder. Today she joins us to discuss the role of Dorothy Gail McShane, better known by her beloved nickname Ace. Please welcome back the always lovely Sophie Aldred. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hey, oh, it's just such a treat to be with you all. And uh, yeah, we, because, yeah, I think what's weird is that we often we see each other a lot usually. And we haven't had the chance to be together. Like David, we always seem to meet in um, the lounge at Heathrow. And, yes, <laughs> you know, or in a hotel bar. Yeah, exactly. Bars and we haven't done bar. that. So, you know, thank you for providing us this opportunity to get together. Yeah. And Colin, you look amazing. I noticed straight away. The, thank you, darling. Yeah, really great. Good thank work. <clears throat> you're you're really really trying to fit fit back into that uh, that outfit, huh? Oh yes. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing my costume at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just, just worked out. 
Well, that's, uh, that's two and a half stone, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's more than that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations. I'm only from two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sophie, once again, thanks for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure to see you. Glad. Hope the the new year is treating you as what good as well. Yeah, thank you. I, I think I'm just really grateful um, to have the family here. Very fortunate to have people around me. I'm well aware that there are many people who haven't got that luxury, yeah. and um, and also very fortunate that. Um, I know two people who've been quite ill with COVID, but who are, are recovering, and uh, and none of my my elderly parents have been absolutely fine. So, I can I think the overriding thing for me is of kind of every day being grateful for for what I have got and focusing on that really, you know, really rather than thinking about what maybe we haven't got at the moment. But yeah. Mm. Absolutely. But you know what we do have at the moment? We have our final guest. He is an actor whose roles include Dracula, Sense8, and The Hobbit. Today he joins us to talk about his time as the seventh doctor, uh, also known as the one wearing the Colin Baker wig. Please welcome Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> Lovely to see you all. Lovely to see you. It's wonderful. I agree with what uh, Sophie just said. It's great to see you, Savruna. I was very excited. Because, um, I mean, I'm uh, unlike Sophie, who's got a family with her, I'm here alone. Well, actually, I'm not alone. I actually share, as far as the postman is concerned and people who deliver things, I share this house with a guy called Percy James Patrick Kent Smith. And uh, the, the, the locals talk about us a lot because they know well, there's two of us there, but they never see us out together. All I can tell you is we are incredibly close. I know more about him than he knows about me. <laughs> do you look anything like each other so. yeah yeah there's a similarity i mean the thing is there's a mirror downstairs and i pass it every now and again he is incredibly old <laughs> i see him in the mirror oh god this poor, poor, is he going to outlast me i don't think so <laughs> I, I had this lottery winning check for uh, Percy, but oh, you, 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 you're so much You play Doctor Who. This isn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take it for Percy. He's coming back soon. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, uh, Sylvester, how have you, have you been holding up, Sylvester, during the, for our new year? Yeah, it's been fine, really. Surprisingly fine. Um, I bought myself one of those fires. They're all very trendy now. You know, it's a, 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 you, you set put them in the garden, put logs in them. I got one of those. I put it on my balcony at New Year's Eve. I opened a bottle of champagne. I set light to the, um, you know, the, the fire. And then I Zoomed everybody all over the world. The more uh, uh, champagne I had, the more I Zoomed. In fact, <laughs> my life is now being a Zoom. Last night, I was having cocktails with people in Paris and in the French village I, you, I, I have a house in. So we had cocktails last night. So my life is Zoom. It's zooming about all over the place. <laughs> well, we're not cocktails at Zoom. We are a coffee on StreamYard at GalaxyCon Live, and glad to have you as always. Yes, water. <laughs> well, well, gentlemen and lady, once again, thank you all for joining us today. Uh, thank you for joining us here at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. As always, we are all looking forward to the day when the world does get a little bit back to normal, and we can once again host you on our stages and get you all back in front of your fans. But in the meantime, we have this electronic forum. So glad to have you here. Our team yeah. is going to chat room right now pull out questions in the meantime i'm just going to throw this out what 
just hands down, what's been the best thing for you to be associated with Dr. Who? Friendships I've made, you know, Colin, Paul, Sophie, Bonnie, Nicola, Daphne, uh, David, I mean, and many others. It's just um, David said earlier that, you know, he didn't feel he was part of the family until he actually played, the, you know, Doctor Who number one himself. And, but he used that word family, and that's what it has, really. I mean, I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm incredible fondness for all these faces I'm looking at. And we've all shared things, uh, you know, great fun and great teasing. You know, Colin and I, you know, um, he's now trying to lose weight so he can fit in to his costume. But, you see, they gave me his costume and they tightened it up. So he's got to keep going before he can get into it again. <laughs> <laughs> Now that that will that will be a feat. That will be a feat. Unless he's unless he's trying to slim, slim down into his stranger costume. Hey, hey! <laughs> uh, ten people will know what you're talking about. No, <laughs> those ten people. Those ten people just geeked out. So, <laughs> Indeed, so. Who's, who's got who's got who's got another uh, another thought they want to share? What's been? Only to second what Sylv just said. Yeah. That yeah. is the best thing about it. And to send it out more broadly, all the fans we've met. Yeah. yeah. You don't know all of them, but over the years, there are faces that keep coming back and you get to know them. And if you're less forgetful than me, you even remember their names. There are a lot of names I do remember, but I'm getting to the point now where I'm embarrassed because I've seen them 20 times and I'm going, What's your name? What's your name? Because I can't say, hello, George. And, and I, they say, we signed this. And I say, how do you spell your name? They say, J-O-H-N. Oh, not J-O-N then. I was just checking. <laughs> yes, I've, I've been doing that for years. <laughs> <laughs> but the fans have been brilliant and very supportive. And you know you've got a huge family out there. Because I once arrived at a convention in Australia looked in my phone for the information of who was supposed to meet me and where I was going, and I hadn't transferred it from my computer. And I hadn't got it. There was nobody there. I hadn't got a clue what to do. So I tweeted, I am at an airport in wherever it was, waiting for someone to come and pick me up. I had about 40 replies all over the world, and someone in America rang the convention and sent someone to come and pick me up. Oh, that's oh, fandom. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, who's got another one? Well, there's nothing really to add because I think we, yeah. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but, but absolutely agree. It's the, and I guess Doctor Who is one of those open institutions, let's face it. And there's, I remember actually when, when I first started, Somebody said, welcome to the family. And I did think, oh, you know, that sounds like <laughs> that. And, uh, uh, and, and actually, it's absolutely true. I know that I could ring any of these guys or anyone I know through Doctor Who or really any of the fans if I was in trouble. And they would, they would absolutely be there for me. And that, that really, it's extraordinary for a job that I did yeah. All those years ago, to have these type of relationships with so many people all over the world, just like you said, Colin. Yeah, because yeah. I look, that was like my first job. 
So I think about all the other jobs I've done since, and I don't think I could ring most of the members of the cast in production and say, help me go, who are you? Um, These friends have stayed and it's grown. And I suppose that the the little icing, perhaps maybe just one of the smallest of the cherries on top is, is travel. I think I've seen parts of the world that I would never have been able to have seen thanks to the, the family, the friendship and visiting the fans and how the fans make you feel so welcome when you're there and show you around and, and all of that. That's That's been an incredible bonus that I hadn't really expected at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, the, the nearest thing in a sense to uh, theatre in that you... You do whatever screen work you do, and a lot of things don't get the same kind of following, or you don't meet the fans at conventions. But with, um, uh, like with, with theatre, you often meet the fans either at the stage door or in the pub yeah. or afterwards over the road. And and uh, but with with the Who family, it is different. You're just meeting so many so many fans at these conventions, and I, it really hit me. Just especially in America, that I had no idea that it was that huge, you know, everywhere you go. And uh, that's that's very gratifying. And, and oh, well, can I repeat what the other guys have said about just the pleasure of, of meeting the fans who, uh, who who just know more about it than you do? Yeah. Did, you, did you ever think at this point in your career that uh, you'd still be labeled as one of the new guys? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it'd be a, a promising newcomer at seventy-eight. Yes. <laughs> I, I think I think you make it. <laughs> I would agree with everything everybody said, and also say that it was also one of the most fun uh, times I've ever had on the set. I mean, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'm assuming it was similar because we just laughed. Didn't we? We just, Mm -hmm. and we were night shooting, which can kind of put a pall over everything. You get a little dingy and spaced out and, you know, but we just, we we had a grand time. It was so much fun. Well, the thing is that um, what was quite interesting, because Paul and I were two Brits and amongst the whole lot of Americans and Canadians, um, but you, you, you uh, fell into our humor (laughs) <laughs> Immediately, I mean, that, that was, I remember thinking that wow, you've got a British European, I don't know, sense of humor. It was great. Ancestors, yes, <laughs> there was a lot of blood. <laughs> and, and again, Daphne, I, I, I think uh, uh, you and Paul, and with with with, with Sills uh, uh, passing the torch in that too, your your contribution to Doctor Who is still, I think, undervalued. Uh, uh, you're oh, the. I tell people all the time. It's like it, 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 it didn't go the series as we all hoped, but it kept the pilot, it kept the pilot light on. Right. It, it, it kept it going, and and when the series was brought back, so much of fandom was wondering: is 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 is, is McGann? Is, is is that canon? Is that canon? And we didn't know, and I don't even think they knew. And then finally, when the characters were shown in the quick thing, it's like, yes, 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 it's an actual award. So that was oh, yeah. that. He was the best looking doctor in that film. <laughs> I'm never fitting into that costume again. <laughs> I don't know how dieting I could do to fit into that costume. <laughs> 
Well, I remember rightly. You didn't quite fit into it. <laughs> I didn't, did I? I was spilling out of it, wasn't I? That wasn't my fault, though. <laughs> I just want to know where all those dead leaves came from in the TARDIS. That's that's the only question I ever had on that. But that's. Magic. Yeah, I know. I know. And speaking of magic, I think we are good to go for our audience questions. So, and before we do that, though, real quick, I, I just want to say this all again. And I've told you some of this before. But thank you all for your contributions to this uh, wonderful series that I hold very, very dear in my heart. And uh, I just I just thank you. It's it's the gig that keeps giving for you. And it's a contribution to the rest of us, to the show's ongoing history and mythology. I thank you all for your talents. I thank you all for your professionalism. I thank you all for the performances you brought to the show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's roll our first question, and this is going to come from Jackson. And they want to know if you could travel anywhere in time and space with the TARDIS, where would you like to go? Good one. Somewhere warm. <laughs> At the moment, just anywhere will do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pre COVID, anything. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you where I'd love to go. I'd love to go to any one of your houses now. Oh, wouldn't that be oh, nice? Oh. You do an exchange. That would be lovely. Even even mine. Even yours, Patty. Oh well, thank you. I <laughs> who's got another destination in time and or space? I would go back to uh, the day before Donald Trump's parents met each other and make sure they did. <laughs> I love you for it. I always answer the same for this one, which is a bit. I go back and see my dad who died like 30 plus years ago, and I would just love to spend time with him um, because, you know, you get older, there's more things you'd love to be able to share. And uh, he's been gone an awfully long time, so I would love to do that. So no great historical character or anything, <laughs> but uh, that would be an amazing gift. Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. David, how about you? Well, I I would like, being an old uh, theatre tart, I would like to, um, I'd love to go back to uh, Shakespeare's Globe and see the first performance of Hamlet or Lear and see what the the actors were that uh, that he was writing about because they must have been astonishing. So I'd love to stand among the groundlings in the Globe and uh, and see one of Shakespeare's plays originally performed and just I'm just fascinated to see how how they did it, how they worked so quickly and how marvelous they must have been to yeah. justify such great writing. So, yeah. Remember to take a mask with you because there's a plague. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or maybe I'd catch them out of town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, know what? you don't want to bring something from our century back then. You'll wipe out the whole human race. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> there's a tiny part of me, David, thinks that if we did go back and see that, you'd come away thinking, <laughs> we're really good now, aren't we? <laughs> Ah, uh, Sylvester, where would you go? 
Well, um, uh, it's, it's because I've been locked down and all that, you know, like anywhere. But precisely, I'd like to go to uh, Bangkok uh, and uh, see my granddaughter who arrived two years ago. And um, I've only seen most of her on Zoom, really. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. <clears throat> that That would be wonderful. <laughs> So I think I said this. I think I said this last time. I'd I'd love to go back to just like the late seventies, early eighties to a record shop and just shop and look at records, <laughs> just look at records again and and buy an album just because it has cool album art. Of course, if you're going back to shops, I'd like to go back and buy some Apple shares from the early days. <laughs> or, yeah. Oh, we have a new. We have a new panelist. Sleepy one. A canine. It's a canine. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, hello. Jackson, thank you. That was a wonderful question to start us off with. And what do we have next? And this comes from Roslyn. Oh, what were your auditions like? What, for Doctor Who? Yeah. I didn't do one. That's right. <laughs> Stay off it to me. What can I say? Well, you, were, you if I remember, if I understand correctly, you just it, it impressed the hell out of uh, John over dinner. That's not for me to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, John told me that was true. Oh, so. I'm sure not. <laughs> oh, I'll be nice about you now. <laughs> Bloody time. <laughs> Uh, who, who's got another uh, audition story? Mine were very lengthy. I mean, it just went on for months in that there was big gaps in between. And, of course, they didn't know that I wasn't American. So all of my auditions were with an American accent. And, um, uh, and I just didn't think at all that I would get this part. Um, so I wasn't nervous until about after three months and they, they said, oh, it's down to two of you. And I thought, oh, I really might get this. Now I'm nervous. Now I've got nothing to wear. I can't go. I can't do this. Um, whereas before it was just a laugh. I just thought I'll, oh, I'll get a little part in this saying dying before the titles or something was what I was kind of hoping for, shot by something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just weird not being me, so to speak. But then I realized it was a huge opportunity. So I just thought, I'll just I'll just give it a go. And um, yeah, and then in those days when I did get offered it, then the weird thing about the audition was not being able to tell anyone. I expect you guys had the same thing. You can't tell anyone. But I ran to a phone box to ring my dad and he was in a meeting. Everybody was busy. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing was I was like, I was just running around Shepherd's Bush going, I can't tell anyone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And Eric Saywood rang it, read in as Peter Davison, which was something very special. <laughs> no, that, that's, I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, cool. Yeah. Special in a very odd way. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. Fair, fair. Sophie, how about you? Oh, my goodness. It was extraordinary, really, back in those days. I, I, I was in the back row of the chorus in Fiddler on the Roof up in Manchester 
with Topol, who played the original Tevye. Oh, in yeah. The and um, so I, my agent said, oh, they want to see you for these three episodes of Doctor Who. And I'd never been in a studio or anything. And I went down to London and went to Union House. You remember Union House? Met the director, Chris Clough, in a meeting room full of chairs and did my piece because you had to do a piece. So I did a bit from Daisy Pulls It Off and then had a conversation with him. Went back on the train to Manchester and did the evening show. Two weeks later, got a recall to meet John Nathan Turner. And I walked into his office, which was, do you remember, there were Dalek curtains, I think, and there was there was some merchandise, including right at the centre, a pair of Tom Baker 1970s underpants with his face on the front. <laughs> that was slightly unnerving. Anyway, and I read, I read through this little monologue type thing, uh, which actually was Aces. They, they wanted to see me because I looked younger than I am and because I could ride a motorbike. Mm. And, uh, anyway, at the end, Chris Clough popped his head round the door and said, um, oh, Sophie has her own leathers, which I realised was entirely why I'd been invited for the audition in the first place. Anyway, that didn't really concern John Nathan Turner, obviously. But, um, oh, I don't know. I heard he was into leather. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was about two weeks later, I'd completely forgotten about it, and I turned up at the Opera House and found notes all for me all over the notice board at the stage door saying, call your agent, call your agent. I was just about to go on stage and do the first number, which is tradition, you know, that one. <laughs> so I came off afterwards because we all had a long gap. So there's a big queue at the phone box with the 10 P's putting it in. Called my agent, who was a bit cross with me because she'd been trying to get in touch. She said, they want you for the part. But it's a lot more complicated. They're asking if you would be interested in being the new assistant. It was like, what, what? And I went out of the phone box and there in front of me was John Scott Martin, who used to play the inside of Daleks. He was playing the rabbi in our production. Oh. And he, he reached into his coat and he pulls out this postcard with three Daleks on it. And that's when I turned it over and it, it said, as I said earlier, Welcome to the family. You will not be exterminated. <laughs> so sweet. I said, how did you know? He said, I just had a feeling. Anyway, next scene was the gossip scene. By that time, word had spread around like wildfire. So I kind of was in a complete daze, got onto the stage halfway through the show. Everyone was going, have you heard? Have you heard? Sophie's got the part and got through. People were slapping me on the back and... Wow. Anyway, wow. then Topol comes onto the stage, walks downstage left, we're all over downstage right, stops, just very slowly walks across the front of the of the stage, see finds me in the chorus, throws his arms around me and says, Well done, Sophie, in that incredible voice, and then walked back and carried on with the show. Wow. Extraordinary. <laughs> So I never had a screen test or anything. I'd never been into a studio. It was a it was a kind of a punt, I think, by John Nathan Turner, and I'm so so grateful to him. Well, he was like that, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He backed his own judgment. He did. He yeah yeah absolutely. And uh, as an aficionado of Hawaiian shirts, I'm a great admirer of his sartorial sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daphne, how about you? I, I, I can't follow that. I, 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 I work like 
amazing story. Mine was nothing like that. It was just me. Went in, auditioned. Got a call back a week later or so. Went in, auditioned. I loved the part, so it didn't matter. Uh, I was new to Doctor Who. I thought it was a really groovy story. Um, mm -hmm. I loved that whole regeneration thing. I thought that was really cool. Um, and I, I thought the part was, you know, so, I thought, wonderfully written. And I hadn't played a lot of those kinds of roles where sure. I really felt like it was um, Rosalind Russell and and Spencer Tracy kind of, you know, banter back and forth kind of fun yeah. stuff. And I, I loved that. So it mattered to me. But it was just me, you know, and I, 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 I think – I'm guessing it was like a week later that they called and said I had the part. So, and I was thrilled, but that was it. I had nothing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's all, it, uh, uh, you got the gig. I got the gig. Got the gig. Yeah. <laughs> That's all about it. Yeah, so. uh, David, how about you? How about uh, when, uh, for, uh, um, for time and space for the Hartnell role, how did that come about? Well, like Colin, I didn't, um, I didn't need to audition, which is probably a good job. I would have probably blown it. But uh, <laughs> it was a rainy day in London. And I was still on the balcony of the National Theatre watching the Queen's flotilla go by. And it was just teeming down. You couldn't see the boat because of the trees. And it was just the most damp squib of an afternoon. And, and um, I got a tap on the shoulder from Mark Gatiss, who said, this is what I'm doing. I've been wanting to do it for years. Would you uh, would you play? And uh, as I said before, I just said yes. I, I bit his hand off before he changed his mind, and and, and I, I got the date when we started. It went through several drafts, and but I've always hated auditions and often often failed with many of them. So it was a relief that I didn't have to go and read for it. So indeed. Indeed. And still, I'm always sheepish about asking you how you got this gig with Colin in the room, but okay. Yeah, well, I uh, I, uh, I I locked him up somewhere. And hit him okay. Up. So All right. Like I'm, I'm oh, is that what it is? Okay. I right. said, listen, I, I'll fit his costume out. I'll, I'll do anything. Just let me in. That's how I got it. <laughs> no, I, so what I happened was, I was actually, um, uh, I, I went along for it. Um, um, I'd heard Colin was leaving on the news. It's on the news that Colin was leaving, and, and uh, three or four years before, I tried to get in on it when Peter Davidson was leaving. But um, they said, "No, there's a uh, we've got something really splendid." And then Colin came along. So um, uh, it, it, uh, I phoned up my agent. My agent phoned up John. John said, uh, "Sylvester, who?" My agent said, "Yes." But then when he hung up, as luck would have it. Um, a, a producer director called um, Clive Doig phoned him up independently and said to him, I think you should see Sylvester McCoy. Now, he'd only just hung up with my agent. And John was that kind of man. You know, those kind of things interested him. It's, you know, synchronicity. He was into that kind of world. And so that made him interested. So um, then he came along to see me at the National Theatre. I was playing the Pied Piper in a musical play that had been written for me. And he went back that day, I learned this much later, and told the office, I've found my new doctor. But the powers that be didn't think I would be any good at it because I'd done lots of children's television and it was all light and, you know, stuff. So I had to do a screen test. Mm. So John was determined I was going to get me. So he, he cast the other two actors who are wonderful actors, but 
that were not right, but he did that in purpose so mm. that there was three films that the executives watched and the only one that could possibly do, be right, was, was me, you know, because he'd, he'd, he'd worked that. So that's how I got the job. Um, so who are the other two? I'm not going to I'm tell you. I'm a wonderful Irish actor, brilliant, marvellous, amazing. I, the only reason why I won't tell you his name is I can't remember it because I can't remember my own. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like it, Percy. <laughs> Rosalind, weren't you wearing weren't you wearing the hat that you then? Yeah, yes, it was a sunny day, and I was I wore my hat that way where it ended up. And 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 John said, "Ooh, uh, that hat should be in Doctor Who." And I said, "Well, I go with a hat, so that's how I got the job." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rosalind, great question. Thank you. And a reminder to our audience if you'd like to chat with our guests like I am now or purchase a personalized autograph, you can sign up at galaxycon.com. I think we have time for one more. So let's feel we go out on a good one. And this comes from. This comes from. Okay. From Gina. Were you able to keep any props from your time on Doctor Who? Hmm. Mm. Or I'll expand it. Have you? Have you? Have you? Have you? Have you? Have you acquired any replicas or or anything over the years of things? Okay, well, I, I to come clean. I nicked as much stuff as I could. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got like I've got a hand grenade from the Curse of Fenric somewhere downstairs. I've got a can of Nitro Nine. Uh, I've got my. The, I suppose the the best thing of all is that I have my jacket. Uh, with the badges all over it. So nice. um, it had in its pocket for many years a little slip of paper which said, please return to room something, something, something at BBC TV Centre. And uh, I kind of just kept that. And, the, and I think, well, that's great because it's outlived BBC TV Centre. So there isn't a room something, something. <laughs> so it's doing very well in my cupboard. Thank you very much. And it's one of my most prized possessions. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Daphne, you uh, you ran out and grabbed something. What'd you get? I have this. This was given to me uh, after the show. And it was like a whole package. It had, I, I, I can't remember everything that was in it, but it had, I believe, a copy of the show in it um, and other paraphernalia, but it was just, it was a gift. I didn't get to keep anything from the show itself. They don't even know what happened to the dress. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and, and I was given um, binoculars as a gift, little cute, I still have those, little binoculars uh, from the producers when the show was over. And I treasure that, but that's it. Fair, fair. That's that's that. that be, since since you're, you'll be you'll be staring out your window for uh, uh, for a while yet till it thaws, that might come in useful. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, Nicola, did you uh, acquire anything, or have you reacquired um, anything? I I have um, two rocks that are in my sitting room. I think for some charity video, I did something recently and showed them. I have a piece of volcanic rock which is Lanzarote, my planet of fire, first Doctor Who, and a huge, fake, glittery um, Star Trek rock. Oh. <laughs> I have two sci-fi rocks next to each other, <laughs> filming rocks. Um, and I have, I wish I'd done like Sophie, I wish I'd done 
old stuff. But at the end of my four episodes, I was just leaving the studio and I noticed in a dustbin was the handle was sort of sticking out was this model that had been in sand of Perlow's spaceship. And, and it looked amazing. And I just, so I thought I, I went and asked. And so I said, but is, is that like a rubbish bin or some other special bin? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, no, 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 this is the rubbish. This is the trash. And I said, well, can I have that? And they were like, yeah, sure, take it. It's all just going to be thrown away. Wow. And and it's gorgeous. It's it's hung up um, in uh, my TV room. And um, my father had it in his office for years. And people would come in and think it was some really expensive piece of modern art that he'd got. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd tell them what it was, and they'd think that was even more amazing. <clears throat> But, um, yeah, it's a couple of tiny little pieces have fallen off and I've glued them back on. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's very precious. Uh, so that's that's probably my most precious thing from it. Nice. I was hoping you had some clippings from Brian Blessed's beard as well, but uh, a man can dream. No, I sold those. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, times, you know? <laughs> I, I, I bid on that eBay auction and I obviously lost Okay, it. all right. Yeah. <laughs> so as well. Colin, how about you? Well, I've kept the actor who played the part. Hey there! <laughs> <laughs> I played oh. the part him at all. He's a liar. Wow. He well, played, is that, it, it, he played it, my doctor. Is is that one of Kathleen David's? Pardon? Uh, I think Kathleen David. Uh, that looks like one of her puppets. Is that where you, did you get that in America? Yeah, I got it in America. Okay, yeah, our oh, friend. My mouth moving. Do it while having a drink. Drink some water while doing. He's it. good, isn't he? Very good. Yeah, I, I am pretty sure that's our friend Kathleen David. <laughs> is that? Is that Peter? I can't keep see the costume. Is that Peter? No. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. I just saw the question mark on, on the collar, and that's all I could see. Yeah, he needs a bit of a tidy up. I dropped him just now, but his arms come out of his sleeve, and he's looking a bit sorry for himself. But I thought he was better than me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he, he was no dummy, I can tell you that. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> No, get back here. Get back here, Sil. What have what have what have, uh, what have you uh, hold on to over the years? Well, I managed to keep the uh, spoons, which um, I found at the very first story uh, in in the machine that drove the uh, spaceship. There were two things that looked like spoons that I got to play all over Kate O'Mara's front, and I treasure them. And that moment, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fair. Absolutely fair. So, uh, and David, the new guy, uh, have you had a chance to keep anything from Doctor Who yet? <laughs> the new kid on the block. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I when I turned up for the first read through of Adventure in Space and Time, a lot of the whole cast were there, of course, with the producers. There was Mark Eden. There was William Russell and and um, Waris Hussain, the original director. Yeah. And his granddaughter, Hartnell's granddaughter, who brought along his astrakhan hat and his ring. 
that he wore actually in the series. So I tried them both on, which was very exciting, of course. And then, uh, but when we came to shooting it, they made me a replica astrakhan hat of the original heart wow. and uh i did have that away when i went <laughs> and, yeah. and i i love it but i can't wear it outdoors anywhere because people will just look and say there's that sad geezer who thinks he's doctor who so, <laughs> <laughs> so this is my first opportunity i've had to wear it uh, you are just like Sylvester and me, then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we get that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Where can I wear You used to be Sylvester McCoy. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Gina, thank you. That was a wonderful question. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of Doctor Who, but it absolutely does not have to be yours. If you'd like to chat with any of our guests like I have today or purchase a personalized autograph, you can sign up at GalaxyCon.com. And while you're there, please check out our schedule of upcoming events just like this one. Ladies and gentlemen, any final words for our audience before we go backstage? I miss you guys. Yeah. You so Keep safe. Wear a Wear a Space. Mm. <laughs> yes, we all know about space. Yeah. Uh, 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 yourselves and really appreciate it has been my absolute pleasure to serve you all here today once again thank you for joining us on the GalaxyCon virtual stage thank you to our audience for joining us today and thank you for those great questions hope to see you all again uh, next time we'll have more cast reunions today including Apex Legends Masters of the Universe and a few more other surprises until then bye bye everyone take care and please keep washing those hands bye bye